0: for truth with a texas twain fireside talk radio the show where we ponder the things we store in our hearts host kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about like how to create lifelong companionship dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions.
1: Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts, our hearts, as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship, our favorite verse on this show is luke two nineteen But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. now, home instead, senior care recruits the most devoted caregivers, and we are thankful for their Sponsorship of this show, all caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. And I am so excited because I have a special guest today who's actually flipping the tables on me, I guess you would say. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, Ellen Crafty Trant. Ellie, thank you for Home Instead, by the way. That, I, that just means oh so much goodness. to me that from the beginning, y'all have been a big help to the show. And then I also want to say thank you for being on the show today. If you have missed the other episode we did, we're doing one called The Search for Intimacy. And that is more about my story and how I began to write these books. And Ellen is with me today. So don't miss that. I mean, I think you'll love it. But she came on the show because usually... I ask other people questions. I don't have to answer them. And I have discovered, especially today, while I was feeling almost like nauseous, I was so scared, (laughs) that actually
2: this is the harder role. (laughs) I'm always surprised to hear the things my mom's afraid
1: of well what 's interesting is this is the second time with fireside Ch- uh, fireside talk radio that you 've actually helped me when I was afraid because if you 're a listening friend and and you are familiar with our podcast, if you go back to the early episodes, Ellen has a she has a background in media and so she actually came on the show the first few episodes because I was too afraid to do them by myself. And so this is not the first time she's co-hosted with me. And I really love that. Apparently when I'm afraid, you're the person I turn to, Ellen. I'm
2: really honored by that. Uh, (laughs) I did not know that, but I really am honored. And like I said, I'm always surprised. She's also afraid of mice and being on an island when it rains and heights, in case anybody was wondering.
1: (laughs) Sorry, mom. I, I am a walking <laughs> bundle of okay. nerves. I, I know so, there's a, there's people that want me to write a book about anxiety because I'm such an expert.
2: That's hilarious. <laughs> well, my vote is a book on communicating with teen boys, but that's off topic. Okay, so, so oh. we're going to go. I'm going to I'm going to share with them my perspective for a second, then we're going to dive into your book. Okay.
1: Okay, but so, I wanted to say think about teen boys. <laughs> I did I that because I did not, my boy was not a teenager long enough for me to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Well, I want, I want to share with you, which as a writer, I think you'll love this. And I may have shared with you already. One of my favorite quotes is from Robert Lew- Lewis Stevenson. And um, it, it, it says the difficulty of literature is not to write, but to write what you mean, not to affect your reader, but to affect him precisely as you wish. And um, I'm a mom, I'm a business owner, I'm a wife. And the thing that gets in the way for me often is communication. And there's a million communication books out there. But um, but it gets so frustrating because if I if something is going to sabotage my relationship with someone, it's inevitably, it comes down to communication.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of roadblocks to communication. I actually took the first... I think it's the intro and part of the first chapter to just name some of the roadblocks because you can even say things precisely the way you mean to and the other person will misinterpret them or take things personally. And so that's an interesting segue because the idea that we could take things personally and take offense and be hurt by something that the other person did not even You
2: know, it's devastating for the other. Never entered their mind. Right.
1: Yeah. Never entered their mind. They never thought they would hurt you or they wouldn't have said it in the first place. And so there are a lot of things that can happen in communication that can really sabotage it. And that's one thing I loved about because in this book, you know, I'm studying for myself. I'm a communications major. Uh, I have a writing and a, a background in all kinds of communication and public relations and I couldn't get my own husband to understand me. And he lived with me for 20 <laughs> years, you know, it's just getting worse all the time. So uh, I just began to really study the scripture for these communication principles that would work. Like, how her- did Jesus do this?
2: I think I forgot to ask you the name of your book this time.
1: Oh, uh, the name of the book is The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations. And it is basically 40 principles out of just John 4 and not even the whole chapter. It's just the story with the woman at the well. And, oh, my gosh, it's just loaded with stuff. Now, there is a sequel to this book, but I haven't written it yet. <laughs> I actually have it outlined. Good. What? The- one book at a time. Today, we're just going to talk about The Well, because I, I don't even have a title for that next one. But uh, we've got two coming out this year. You know, the beginning of 2021, we have our next book, The Marriage Book, which is a book about how to communicate in marriage. And it, it's fabulous. It's so practical. I'm, I'm really excited about it, too. But for this one, I, one thing I wanted to mention is um, in those 40, 40 principles, I really turned to the scripture for myself. And then once I began to realize this is working, then I definitely wanted to, to put it, pull it together in a book and, and share it with other people. Cause I just knew it was important. You know, we're just seeing in our culture, uh, And I mean, you can. I was having the same issues at home and at work, but in the community too, you can just trip over communications, and it can really be devastating. It can mess things up, and even cause uh, people to act out violently and and you know, angry and hurt. So, how do we search for intimacy and search for unity and search for uh, authentic conversations in the midst of? Uh, the challenges we face i mean that's really important well you it, uh, give us the solution <laughs> well, there's, I want it. there's <laughs> at least 40 strategies jesus offered in that chapter if we just observe what he did so yeah. i can't do them all but but i can do one that i think is important
2: yes give us and the I, one the best thing that you've learned in writing okay. this book, because what a wonderful way to just for yourself uh gain all of this knowledge right
1: Okay, if I'm going to sum up one thing that I learned that I, I just adhere to now is do not judge other women. Just don't do it. And one reason is, was as I looked at the woman at the well, I began to realize we had all these preconceived ideas about her, and there is a lot of room for interpretation. Mm-hmm. And so, in fact, I think I even made my editors a little uncomfortable. <laughs> really i just i was so sure that we have some room there to and that we may have misinterpreted some of that that chapter so sure in our tradition in our christian tradition so but the but it's impossible to know because there's not enough detail there for us to make real judgments about her situation mm-hmm. so what I would say about that is if 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 in the writing of the story of John four those men who wrote that story down like john if they didn't include those details why are we looking for them in each other's lives true you know i mean how dare us they didn't give us enough information to judge that situation so how dare us judge her right but what's worse how dare us judge each other Mm -hmm. and even yourself right Right. Yes, exactly. I'm so glad you said that cuz that really is the bottom line. We we judge each other out of our own self-judgment and yes. our I would say self-condemnation. Yeah. So I We could go deep on that one. Okay. So here, I'm just going to use this quote cuz I think this is funny. Uh in the book I write this about the way people judge the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. They Oh, they say she was pretty once pretty. Okay, let's face it. She's still downright beautiful, if you like that kind of superficial (laughs) glamour. Probably won't get invited to the next wedding or baby shower at the church, though. She's not our cup of tea. She won't look the other women in the eyes, either, because, well, everybody knows what she's been up to and (laughs) with whom. In fact, we rarely see her out during the daytime, because... She likes one-on-one companionship, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. So, to <laughs> me, I mean poor woman. And how many times have we heard her described that way? You know, right? Like that's the under-owned. Um One of my, one of my favorite. I quote one of my favorite authors in here because in this book, because she she even says, uh, she's so tired of people turning every female in scripture into some loose woman, you know, (laughs) (laughs) please take another look at this stuff. So I, I love that quote. I was happy to use it. And, um, as I think about this, that's one of my first things is if I could just give women, if I could just download one big megaphone shout out, it would be, we don't need to judge each other. We just Mm -hmm. don't, we don't have enough information to do well anyway. Well, so I
2: think so we've got, I think, two minutes left. And okay. um, I don't know if you can boil this down in two minutes. But one of the things speaking of women supporting women, you know, and not judging each other, you interview women every week and men. So yeah. tell me more about how that ties in with your, you know, your book and your life philosophies. Okay, so we'll definitely come
1: back to this after the break. Okay. If people want to see what we're doing, they can go to Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E, that's K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, and they will find so many interviews there, and we take up every topic we can find. Anybody we can talk to that is victorious over some terrible crisis, we try to get them on the show because we want to know how did you live through that with victory? And so we we just recently had some gals come on that I just love. They're writing devotionals now. And one of them talked about her miscarriage and how that made her understand pain in more of a universal way and how she searched the scripture to see how the Bible heroes of old handled their pain and their sorrows so that's the kind of stuff we do on our fireside talk radio and i just love it so i want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back ellen i'm so glad you asked that question and don't forget the name of the book is the well the art of drawing out authentic conversations and we'll be right back so stay with us
0: we don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate the number on the door. in the next house over is a grocery store.
1: Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F is in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here.
0: My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help but sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore.
1: I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know
0: mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. Okay,
1: Ellen, I'm just so happy to have you with it, with me today. This is making it so much easier for me. I'm actually not sweating as much as I was when we started. <laughs> I
2: always love being with you, Mom. I always love it.
1: That's so sweet. Well, okay, so one of the things that I've done a lot of lately and I wanted to mention is um, Anna comes on the show pretty often. She's I invited her once accidentally is in a panic because my canceled on me. And then people were downloading her episode like crazy. And I thought, oh, this is pretty interesting. People want to hear more from Anna. So now like stuff gets downloaded in the hundreds of thousands. Almost. I know. I think it's so wonderful. It's crazy. But anyway, (laughs) I mentioned that because. One of the things that, you know, we were talking about my favorite strategies that Jesus used. Uh-huh. He used imagination so well in his yes, conversation with That's the woman. That's very of the true. World. Or yeah. any time. We know yeah. that about him. Of course, he would <laughs> because he's the God of the universe. But we he gave us a ma- imagination, too. He made us in his image. But I think uh, I wanted to, I wish I'd thought to say ahead of time, I'm going to mention a specific episode with Anna but we've talked about this a lot how to how to just promote and foster imagine, imagination and creativity in your kids so mm-hmm. if you're listening in and you're looking you're wondering what other podcasts to look for look for anything with anna crafty pierce that would be our other beautiful daughter and and her stuff usually is focused on how to raise kids and and spark creativity in them and and anna I mean, Ellen, uh, yeah, now I'm going to do that for sure. I'll start, <laughs> the grandchildren
2: names, too. It's okay. Um, if you call me on maybe we'll get more, um, you know, listeners.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. You're so funny. Well,
1: anyway, um, what I was going to say, I can't even remember what I was going <laughs> to say now. You I were imagine- talking
2: about. Imagination.
1: Yes. Imagination is one of the tools Jesus used really sweetly to help the woman at the well think beyond the situation she was in to the situation that he wanted her to have, that of being. So beloved and such a sweet companion, you know, surrounded by companionship instead of being alone and to really uh, enjoy the respect and the honor that her, that she deserved in her community. Mm. And I think all women want that and need it. And and honestly, God seeks us out in order to provide that for us if we will just Pause long enough to learn from him.
2: So, so what I love? How do they? How do they? So, if they have that desire in their heart, though, like how do
1: they execute that? How do they claim it? Okay. So, one of the things she does is she asks Jesus her hardest questions, and she does not hold back. Like, he's he's a religious leader, but not like the one she's used to. And so she's, she may have already asked some of these questions to the religious leader in her community. Who knows? But when she gets a chance, she asks him really hard theological, like we would call them doctrinal questions. And boy, does he cut through all the paraphernalia, like all the peripheral stuff, that man-made religiosity. And Mm -hmm. he gets right down to the heart issues with her. And I think that is the key to being real and to being unified in our communities. Mm -hmm. It's okay to ask the hard questions. And we will sometimes take uh, some pushback. Like People don't like hard questions because they hold them accountable, right? We're holding Jesus accountable that way. But Jesus asked her hard questions, and she asked him hard questions. But because he was such a fine leader and and well-equipped to to handle anything she could have thought of, he he just beautifully and gently answered her questions in the sweetest way. He ignored it first, though. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting to me, too. I mean, I'm just talking off the top of my head here, but that was interesting to me. Her first question she asked him, he did not even answer yeah, that's so, fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, so there's times in your family, especially with teenage boys, as we mentioned. Earlier, <laughs> <laughs> there's times when you just ignore their question. And another thing he did is he gave her the question he wanted her to ask. So you uh, can even do that. Yeah, I mean, these are these are. I mean, there's forty something of them. He did I know.
2: So, I can't wait to read your book, Mom.
1: I know. Well, I printed off the first three chapters for you, and it was so many pages in a a printer that I thought she doesn't want this. She'd rather just wait for the year. It should be coming out any minute. We're, we're doing this podcast in in honor of the uh, launch of the book. The book is called the well, the art of drawing out authentic conversations. But I want to talk a little bit more, Ellen. I, I really am so honored that people would listen into our conversation today. I want to make sure I give them something they can really use. So yes, I want to come back to that idea of judging other women, because I think that's so important. I mean, Jesus, if ever there was somebody who should have been prejudiced against women, he, the men of his day would never have sat at the well and talked to a woman like he did, because we know this because the disciples were like, what? He's talking to all women, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and they, they laugh about it in, in the story, actually, the way they— the way I explain it, as I think they were actually kind of laughing about themselves later, as they wrote this down for us to read all these years later. Ah, yeah. There's so much about the way the story is written as a writer that I really respect and appreciate about the people who decided to tell the story the way they told it. So I share all that in the book, but and I don't have time for that here. The main thing is, I want other women to know that when we interview people. And when we talk to people, like I do this on air all the time, so I hear people's stories. Sometimes people will tell me their story in public for the first time on air. And and that is, to me, a sacred trust. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed when that happens. Sometimes it's my very dear friends that I did not know that they'd had a sexual assault or or rape or some different things that have happened in their background, abuse by a husband, and they share that on air with me for the first time. And I... Really, on some podcasts, I actually have to put it on mute so I don't start crying. Mm-hmm. Um, but what my point is, there's many things in people's backgrounds that we just don't know. And we need to use our imagination to have compassion for each other and to use our imagination for ways that we can point each other to that place where God is calling us to build each other up. So this is what I was going to share with you because I think it's so cool. It really illustrates this. When we first started talking about getting these books turned into manuscripts, because I'd been writing for years, but pulled together for a manuscript and then find a publisher and get them published, everybody told me you have to build a platform, and I was like, well, what is that? Because I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) When they told me what it was, I really panicked because it was like you have to write every week, which I could do that. I've been writing a column in the newspaper, so I knew I could do that part. But on the internet, you know, like I had to use that, I had to learn how to use WordPress and. Um, And then they said, and you really need a podcast, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe Ellen will help me because that's so scary. But here's what I found out really quickly. It was not very long. I think you did three episodes with me, and I began to see, okay. Everybody told me I had to build a platform. I thought that's what I was doing. God had a different plan. He wanted me to build a catapult. Mm. So I don't call it a platform anymore. I call it a catapult and I bring people onto the show and then I write about them and I throw their messages out there in the universe. I love that. I do too. I do I too. Love but that. I didn't think of that. That was God's plan for me. Mm. So our goal with the, with all that we're doing and what we ought to be all doing as women is trying to figure out how we can imagine our friend's future in a way that God is pleased and that it's what he is wanting to do with that each and every one of us. And, I mean, we do this with parenting all the time. You kids have really far exceeded my expectations on what I thought I was raising. But the whole time I was raising you kids, I was thinking, Lord, what is your plan for this child? Mm-hmm. How do I prepare this child for your plan? Not my plans. You know, your dad and I would scratch our heads sometimes. We'd be like, how's God going to use this character quality? (laughs) We won't go
2: into detail on
1: that. No, no, no. no. Just kidding. For moms, sometimes you see your kid acting out in the flesh and you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? And then if you pray about it, God shows you, oh, that what you think is stubbornness is really perseverance in the spirit. She's talking about me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already talking about all three of you kids. But the, lo- you know, loyalty, all those things. Actually, on and I have got a manuscript right now that we're, uh, our agent is taking it around to show people right now, publishers. And it's all about character qualities. And the point in this, our book is, you see stubbornness in your child. What is that really? Yeah. You see, um, you know, impatience in your child. What is that really? You see uh, like out of control, energetic kids. What is that really? So for that's been a really fun for us to write a book that has to do with how do you identify the, the traits in your child and then bring them under the leadership of God's spirit mm-hmm. so that person can then fulfill the purpose that God has designed them for and i just wish we could as women we do that with our kids i wish we could do that with other women and and yes, that would supporting them and being the person god designed them to be yeah and and treating them with the same respect that jesus treated this woman at the well who gets misjudged by historians all the time right so yes. we're in good company if we misjudge each other because great scholars over the years have done the same thing but we don't want to be like that, <laughs> really,
2: you know. Just, I mean, I'm so excited for you about this book, and I'm so excited for uh, others who are going to get the opportunity to read it. And, um, I mean, for more than 40 ways Jesus used um, conversation to draw out—I'm sorry, 40 ways he drew out life-changing conversation.
1: Um, it's transformative, Mom. Thank you Ellen. I'm so excited about it too. If I could close with one main thought cuz I know we're going to run out of time, my main thought would be this. God intends for each of us and every single person listening in, he intends for you to have influence, really big influence too, in your community, in your world, in the in the domain and the and the groups of people that you associate with. He intends for you to be an influential person for pure good and the, the only qualification you need is to be ready. That is so clear to me after studying and writing this book and having to put every word on paper in the most precise way now I know. I'm convinced of it. So you can find us at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A, F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. We'll have links and everything there, so please don't have a wreck if you're listening to this while you drive. <laughs> Ellen, thank you so much for you're being welcome. on
2: the show. This do is I tr- get to get in line for the book first? <laughs> I'm going to give you
1: an autograph <laughs> copy for Christmas, probably. Yes. You might not have to that long. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. This is Truth with a Texas twang. Thank you for being with us today. We're so grateful for you. You make our life wonderful. And we really appreciate you listening in.
0: you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week.